You are now entering the world of Blissful Living, broadcasting around the globe and on the Blissful Living Network with Rochelle Marie Lawson. Are you lacking energy, clarity, and that sense of true well-being? Are you overworked, underpaid, and know that you deserve more in life? You are not alone. Improve your wellness, wisdom, and wealth so that you can step into living the life of your dreams. And now, here's your host of Blissful Living, the queen of feeling fabulous, Rochelle Marie Lawson. Hello, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Blissful Living Show. You know I am the queen of feeling fabulous, Rochelle Marie Lawson, and I have a really cool show in store for all of you tonight. Um, Hopefully, hopefully you shared this link and this information that the show was airing tonight um, with every female that you know. But just in case you didn't, there'll be a replay and there'll be an audio on my podcast channel as well. And so you can tap into it. But if you love the show, please subscribe to the show. Share it with everyone you love and care about because there's words of wisdom that my guests drop on this show that will just knock your socks off. And I like to call them nuggets of gold because if you utilize the information that they share with you for free, that sometimes people pay thousands of dollars for, you can begin to change your life right after listening to the information. So before we get into my guest, she is fabulous and she's a sister in so many ways. Um, Let me thank our sponsors, uh, Blissful Living For You at blissfullivingforyou.com. Check out what's going on at Blissful Living For You. You will not believe how everything is being up-leveled to a more luxurious feel because they're about you stepping into the life of your dreams. And uh, so just check them out. I'm not going to spill the beans, but just check them out at Blissful Living, the number for the letter U.com. The next sponsor, All Day Cable Incorporated at alldaycableinc.com. If you're looking for a telecommunications installation company with a history, then you want to check out All Day Cable. They specialize in installation of voice data, fiber optic wiring, wireless access points, network distribution, complete systems. So if you're large, medium, or small business and you need some help in that arena or a consultation, check them out at alldaycableinc.com. So now I'm going to do something a little different. And hopefully y'all been listening to me and seeing me long enough to know that find a place to sit, grab something to write with, get your favorite cocktail or beverage and uh, tell the family to leave you alone for a few minutes so you can love on yourself because my guest is going to share some words of wisdom and I'm going to let her introduce herself. So (laughs) Miss Shane, please tell the fabulous audience who you are and um, what you do. Okay. Thank you. I am Sharon Morton. Thank you so much, Rochelle Marie, for having me (laughs) on here with your fabulous crown. I forgot my crown. (laughs) Uh, You know what? I should have let you know, but anyways. Yeah. Yeah. But that's okay. That's okay. I'll know next time um, to wear my crown. Yeah, I'm Sharon Morton and I do a number of things, but my bread and butter is media. I am a radio personality on Sirius XM Radio. I have done um, news on an ABC affiliate here in the Washington, D.C. area. I did that for like 14 years as a political commentator. I do voiceovers. Um, I produce all kinds of content for various platforms. And I am the founder and president of the wonderful organization, 
Black Door Society that Rochelle Marie is a member of as well. We call each other sisters. We wear crowns. Um, I didn't get the memo. Beautiful Rochelle Marie <laughs> did. So I'm just so excited to be here. And for those of you who are looking at all of these crazy letters in my name, it is pronounced Sharon. I know it's just two syllables, but all those nine letters, I can understand if you um, don't get my name right. But I can't thank you enough for having me here on Blissful Living. Is this a Blissful Living for you, Rochelle Marie? Well, it's actually- this real talk? It's, it's, this is the Blissful Living show. Okay, okay. The Blissful Living show. So okay. um, we're going to talk about living blissfully, but yes. what, we're going to share. I want you to share. I'm going to just jump right in. Okay. I want you to share, first of all, how you got your name. <laughs> My mother was in labor for hours and she just threw out letters. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I was like, ooh, she good. No, she really good. Yeah, she just, she really did though, just throw out letters because she said she wanted me to be different. And she certainly did because if you Google my name, I'm the only one in the whole world with my name spelled this way. So, so you know, what can you do? I started to change it. I went to, to downtown to try to change it and my mother cried. So I just, I didn't go through with it, but. It's Sharon, pronounced I Sharon. Love it. I love it. <laughs> Sharon. Um, I can relate to that because I did that to my son. Ah. Um, but that's another story for another show. <laughs> okay. But I also want to just um, jump right in because we are talking tonight, you all, about um, being an unstoppable woman as a woman of color in the media. And I want Sharon to just give us a quick um, introduction as to how you how you decided to go that route, and um, what was your first job? I, I want to say that uh, classified you as being, you know, a media a media person. Well, I always knew that I wanted to get into broadcast journalism since I was a little girl. I used to hold my hairbrush and go around the house interviewing people, especially my poor little brother, who I was always forcing into interviews. And then in high school, um, I was really good in English, and I was the um, editor of the high school newspaper, uh, and then went to college and majored in broadcast journalism. I actually had a radio show while in college as well. So it's always been something that I wanted to do. Uh, Once I finished school, I somehow landed into politics. Don't ask me how, but I did. (laughs) And that was like a detour and um, don't know what made me decide to do it, but I did it. And actually it turned out to work in my favor because even though I lost the race, um, I got this this opportunity to um, offer political commentary on, like I said, an uh, ABC News affiliate here in the Washington metropolitan area. And it was just supposed to be a one-time gig, just come in to the studio, be on a panel with um, three other guys. I was the only woman, the only person of color. And we were going to commentate um, on, um, at the time, it was the Iraq war. And I said, sure. You know, someone had referred me and said, hey, she's good at what she does. And I went on in. We did the commentary. It was an hour-long show. The ratings went through the roof. People were calling, who's that black girl? We want to see more of her. And so, yeah, what turned, what went from one, a one-time stint uh, turned into a 14-year stint on ABC, that ABC News affiliate. I was doing political commentary for 14 years. And then once the show got canceled after all of those years, 
um, someone called me and said, hey, you know, we, we just got this show on Sirius XM. Would you produce it for us and co-host? And I was like, oh, of course. And so I started producing and co-hosting that show. And then I pitched my own show to Sirius XM. They loved it. They greenlit it. And so at one point, I was actually producing and hosting two shows, which was a lot of work. And I was still doing voiceovers and producing other shows. And um, it's just been, it's been what I've wanted to do all my life. So I'm just very blessed to have the opportunity to, you know, do what I love. It definitely seems like it was your divine purpose. And um, I'm a firm believer that sometimes when we're traveling down our path to bliss, we take these little side detours that don't kind of fit with like what we think we want to do, but they work for that moment in time. And then all of a sudden you get back onto, you know, you get to what you wanted to do. And then it's like, oh, you know what? Had I not gained that experience, if, you know, I wouldn't be as prepared today, or I might not even be in this position today, which is something I really wanted to do, you know? So it, it's so really true. interesting how divine fate works like that, because that's happened to me. Um, but uh, it's You're always, so right. it always makes you think like, okay. Now, my next question for you is, Sharon, when you started, because I know you, you, you already dipped a little bit into the subject. You were on a panel. And you were the only female and particularly a woman of color. But let me go even deeper, an African-American woman. Okay? That's right. Mm-hmm. And um, I know when you dive into a certain arena where they're not used to having a presence like African-American women, it can sometimes be challenging. Did you face any challenges or have any hurdles? You don't have to go into details, but you know, share a little bit with the listeners. Did you have any challenges that you had to overcome in order to stand, be able to stand confidently in your grace in doing what you know you are an expert at doing? Yeah, I think that's just part of life for most, well, almost everyone, um, but particularly for Black women. Um, And so people automatically assume certain things about you if you're Black, and especially if you're a Black woman. I was really very fortunate in that I had already laid the groundwork in terms of what I was capable of doing. I'd been out, you know, in politics and networking and um, meeting so many people, making so many friends, doing a lot of business. And so I had proven myself. So by the time I got to a certain point, I didn't have a whole lot to prove, which I was really happy about. But I do have to admit that when I got that gig, um, on um, ABC News Channel 8, I was a bit intimidated being the only woman the o- and the only um, Black person on the panel. Um, because even though I was familiar with the Iraq war and I had been keeping up with it and I was certain um, or, or confident about my skills in commentating, I wasn't certain how the other panelists would accept me, you know, because sometimes when you walk into a room as a black woman, if you're the only person of color and you're the only woman, you tend to be ignored. You kind of feel like you are um, invisible. And I was thinking maybe I'd feel that way, but I was very fortunate in that the chemistry was great. We all got along. We, they embraced me and my commentary 
that's what made the show such a success. And so I was very fortunate. But yeah, I have been in spaces and places where I have felt, um, like I said before, invisible. And it's very painful. And I think we learn how to cope. Um, but it does take a toll on you after a long period of time of having to deal with that right. from the time you come into this world. Right. Now, do you have any words of wisdom, or I say a negative goal, that you could share with someone in the younger generation that's coming through and, and just jumping into broadcast journalism that you wish someone would have shared with you when you embarked on that journey? Yeah, I would definitely tell young people to join organizations that promote broadcast journalism, like the National Association of Black Journalists. They have so many opportunities um, and networking events, and they have a job board. Um, They really do a great job of trying to get as many people of color in newsrooms as possible. That wasn't necessarily the case when I was in college way back in the day. I went to a really good school of journalism at Rutgers University, but um, it was a majority white university. There wasn't a lot of help for Black students to, you know, get into newsrooms. But with NABJ, National Association of Black Journalists, um, there's a lot of assistance there. And I would definitely tell young people to do that. And also network, network, network. Um, I've, I think I've only had to apply for a job one time in my life. Every other opportunity or position that I've ever had came through someone that I knew, someone who knew me, someone who knew my skills, someone who, you know, people aren't going to do business with you if they like you and if they trust you. And so it's good to establish at a young age. I wish someone had told me, even when you're in high school, uh, college, I tell my kids this all the time, establish those relationships you know, they can turn into lifelong relationships as well as opportunities. I love that. Um, I think that's wonderful words of wisdom because I know when I was going through college, which is funny, my first um, degree uh, from San Diego State was communications. I wanted to be a broadcast journalist. Ah. I wanted to be a Connie Chung. I didn't know that. I worked at Channel 11 down in San Diego all through college because it was part of my, uh, pay my tuition. Uh-huh. $5,000 a year back then, which was a lot of money, right? Yes, yes. Anyways, um, and it was interesting because um, there was absolutely no mentors or nobody that looks like me, mm-hmm. or for that matter, any other minority um, that I could go to and ask, what steps could I take to move forward? So once I graduated, they offered me a job to continue doing what I was doing, but it wasn't something that I knew I was destined to do. So of course I left and, you know, went back up to Northern California. But I wish that someone would have told me and shared with me the importance of finding a mentor and networking, because sometimes you can't find a mentor in your workplace of occupation, workplace, but you can go to organizations like you said, like you shared and find people that are willing to mentor you and help see the you know, that you are aware of opportunities that you might be a fit for. So thank you for right. sharing. That. Yeah. Really, really important. Now, I want to ask you, <laughs> got to do this one, <laughs> um, the whole political thing. And with regards to, you know, being a political analyst, um, 
how much how much of an opportunity did you actually get to talk to work actually get to talk to your congressperson and your senator or I'm not sure what their assistants are called, but you oh, know, legislative aides. aides. Yeah. Yeah, their aides with regards to um issues that were happening, particularly with the, you know, the war, the Desert Storm War. Yeah. Um, well, it was um, you know, we were doing live television, so we didn't always um, have to talk to um, a congressperson or elected official or a legislative aide unless they were invited on the show to, to talk with us about a particular topic. But the anchor usually would put forth a particular topic and say, okay, this is what we're going to discuss. He would email us beforehand. And you know, the, these are the questions. A lot of times we'd have the questions ahead of time so that we could prepare and so, you know, television is so different from, say, print journalism. Um, if you're working for a newspaper, then you actually would go up on Capitol Hill and interview, okay. you know, elected officials, their legislative aides. We, you know, when you're on TV, pretty much everything is done for you. You just have to show up on the camera and be prepared. Okay. Um, and we were talking about the Iraq war. And again, I had some knowledge um, on, you know, regarding the war, which I was really grateful for because I stayed on top of the news because that was my job. I was a journalist. Right. Um, so I do see that, you know, I do know that TV, radio, all different types of mediums are different. Um, but with regard to television, I love television. I'm trying to get back on television <laughs> and um, have a wonderful opportunity coming up soon, as a matter of fact. But TV for me just opened up just so many opportunities, so many speaking opportunities, more television opportunities, um, voiceover opportunities. You know, if a person can get on television, it's more powerful than social media, if you ask me, especially if it's on a network that's, um, that has really high ratings. It will just change your life. And that's what it did for me. So I'm very grateful and blessed for that experience. Wow. Um, that's wonderful. That's wonderful to hear. I, I know I forgot you were, it was television and you, you're not out like, right. You know, you know I, I totally forgot. So please forgive me, but um, I think that's really cool because, uh, um, again, it's people seeing you and seeing you and your expertise and what you're doing, your divine mission, your divine purpose where the light shines and it just opens up so much more opportunities. Like you said, it really um, did. It, and yeah. I want to share something with you too, because you you talk about, you know, living a blissful life and and living, you know, your best life. Um, before I got that gig um on um the news station, I had taken on this uh position. Um a friend of mine asked me to take on this position to to manage this division in the state government. And I was just miserable. It just wasn't who I was or where I wanted to be. And um, every day I just went in there just begrudgingly. And so, of course, that made your, you know, when you hate your job, it makes your job that much harder. Mm -hmm. And I just finally decided to quit. And I, you know, I drove up to the building and I just said, I cannot go in here. I just can't. I couldn't even bring myself to get out of my car. And I just didn't go in and I went home and I called my boss and I said, I, I just have to, I'm resigning. I just, she said, well, can you give us two weeks notice? And I just felt so terrible. <laughs> I said, I will work from home. This was way before COVID. <laughs> I, said, I will work from home 
for these two weeks. And she accepted that. And I swear, two weeks to the day, this news opportunity, this television opportunity came to me. So it was like, once I shut the door on something that wasn't fulfilling me, something that, that, that wasn't making me happy, that I knew I wasn't supposed to be there, then my purpose came forward. You know what I'm saying? God put that purpose right in my line of fire as soon as I closed the door on what wasn't meant for me. So yeah, that's important. Isn't that interesting? Sometimes we um, see the lights, camera, action, so to speak, you know, think, oh yeah, I would, I would love to do that. You know, that's going to, you know, it kind of, I want to say it does stroke our ego. So we try it, you know, because it, it's something that is popping at, you know what I'm saying? Right, right, and right. And then all of a sudden, um, we realized I was really much happier where I was. This, I can't stand it. And um, <laughs> and another lesson, those are those lessons where it's like, it's a correction. It's like, okay, I'm going to let you try that. Right. Because um, it's your choice. However, you're going to realize that where you were is where you're going to be and mm-hmm. where you should be. And it's um, going to lead to you having that beautiful life of bliss. Now, I really want to jump in and change a little bit and talk about Black Door Society. (laughs) So can you share with the listeners, because I know they're probably like, what is going on with (laughs) Rochelle? You know, we've been seeing her for years and she has never had a crown on. (laughs) She is the queen of feeling fabulous. So maybe she's just really stepping into that. That's I'm right. stepping into that tonight, y'all. And from tonight <laughs> on, so you see me with my crown, you email me, text me something, send me a message to say, where's your crown, queen? Right. And Karan should have her crown on. Too, I sure queen. should. <laughs> so, but this queen does not scold her fellow queens because we just love them to pieces. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so tell the viewers and the listeners, what is Black Door Society and how did that come about? Wow, yeah, Black Door Society, we just celebrated our one-year anniversary um, last month in April. We, I, I just had this vision, right? I, I was sitting on a panel of women speaking. Uh, I think it was the um, Small Business Administration or the um, uh, Small... I can't remember the organization right now that had asked us to come together and speak about being women in business. Um, and um, you know, I, I speak on so many panels and normally when you're done speaking, you say, oh, nice talking to you or nice meeting you and you exchange information and yeah, let's get together. And you never get together, right? With the persons, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You mean well, I think everybody's just so incredibly busy. They go their separate ways. And if you run into them somewhere, you know, later down the road, oh, I'm, you know, I meant to get in touch with you. And I just said, you know, I want, I know so many dynamic wonderful, brilliant women that I I sit on these panels with, I just need to put all of us under one roof. We are all experts in our respective industries. We have access to so many opportunities. Let's just all come together and share these opportunities with one another to help increase our wealth, increase our businesses. Um, and I just basically took a page out of the good old boy network and started our own good old black girl network. So instead of us meeting on, instead of us meeting on golf courses and boys clubs, we, we meet over Manny Petties and in five star restaurants over brunch and, and share information and share, um, opportunities that can help us, you know, move 
that much closer. So we, we pretty much like to lay, uh, level the playing field. We like to spotlight our members. I don't know if you saw that we spotlight, spotlight you on Instagram the other day, Michelle. Yes, I did. <laughs> I did. Yes. Really right. big. Because I, I was surprised. And, um, and I'm very appreciative. Just those yeah. just warm my heart. You know? Yeah, we, we want to promote uh, our members, promote Black women who are in business, who are just out here doing the damn thing. We know how hard it is to be an entrepreneur and sustain entrepreneurship. And if you have women who can help in any way, like, you know, you're having me on your wonderful show. I've had you on my SiriusXM radio show. We're about to do another show with Black Press USA. We're going to have each other on there. We have events. We give away money to um, pitch mm-hmm. contest winners, you know, who pitch their businesses to us. So we're just out here trying to help Black women get to the next level. And that's just what I wanted to do. I wanted like a Black business women's sisterhood um, where we share information that's going to help us. And you know, we're small, we're growing, we're getting there, but we're doing well. We're getting sponsorships and we're getting attention. We've been on the news. We're just, we're just doing the damn thing. <laughs> I love it. I want you to share because Black Door Society recently had an event. Yes. Um, the cruise. And yes. I want you to share, um, go back a step, the event before the cruise the oh the the, the girls just yes and the, the girls just want to have fun yes yeah. girls just yes please share with with everyone about that event because I think people need to grasp the yeah the whole unity thing and and what Black Door Society is really really all about yeah so we had a um an event it was a women's wealth brunch called girls just want to have funds f u n d s And we got a great sponsor, PNC Bank sponsored our event. And we invited women, um, business owners, Black women business owners, to come out and eat, to have a great time. We were at a Black-owned restaurant, a Black-owned Caribbean restaurant, which the food was really good. PNC um, reps came out, the wealth, uh, uh, wealthy bankers or bank, I forget what the division is called. I think it's the wealth division of PNC Bank. They came out to talk to all of the women that came out. We we had planned for only 50 women. 62 women came and we had to turn away like an additional five or six women because it was just packed. We had so it was such a good turnout. People want the information, you know. And so uh PNC talked to them about you know building their wealth, um, growing their business, how to get loans, um, retirement, putting away money for retirement. We gave out door prizes. Uh, we we introduced each other in our businesses and said we would do business with each other. You know, it was just a wonderful event. And um, I'm talking to PNC Bank now, as well as another bank, about doing a second event because oh, yes, yeah, we just wanna we just wanna have funds. Have you? <laughs> <laughs> I love it because it's all about for you know me. And we're living wellness, wisdom, and wealth. And so the more that we can get together as a community, African-American women, and begin to utilize the principles and the tools and techniques that the good old boys did and do, we definitely can uplift and elevate us and so many others, not just in our community, 
but in other communities as well. But it has to start with us. My grandmother used to say, you can't, if your house ain't clean, you can't go clean somebody else's house. That's you need right. to clean your house first. Yeah. And so I love what Black Door Society is doing, what they're all about. Um, I love the sisters in there because there's a diversity of us and yes. we all are expert in, experts in everything we do. And, um, and yeah. I think it's time. I think it's time. And we, we will be having, um, you know, um, more women come into Black Door Society. We constantly get asked all the time. I know I do, and I know some of the other members do, because we're small. We only accept, you know, 21 applicants a year, and we don't always accept all of them. But we are, you know, we will be growing. We'll be getting another group of women in before the year is out. And I think you'll be in the DMV in the fall, in September, won't you? Um, so we yes. might have to try to do something with, with, with you, Rochelle Marie, and maybe have some kind of event with PNC. We'll have to talk about that. Yes. I, I, it just popped up in my head. I'm like, well, you're going to be here. speaking. You're going to be speaking. I, I know, I know. <laughs> you're going to be speaking at my event in, um, because... Sharon is a brave, bold, and unstoppable lady. And um, the words of wisdom that you shared here tonight um, and the nuggets of gold are just golden. This is information that sometimes you can't get from people in your inner circle or your outer circle for that matter. And some people may say, well, it wasn't that much of information, but to others, it was life-changing information, particularly if they're interested in broadcast journalism. Oh, and, yeah. Right. And they're yeah. a person of color, not just yeah. black, but a person of color. So thank you so much for sharing your words of wisdom. You guys will have to check out um, the website for the Brave Bull yeah. Woman Summit because Sharon's going to be a speaker. I can wait. No, we're going to bring it <laughs> yes. like this can. Yes. But it's, um, it's for all women. It's for all women. So. I wanted to ask people, too, yes. if they're interested in getting in touch with me, they can go to my website, SharonMorton.com yes. um, or BlackDoorSociety.org. Yes. Either way, you can get in touch with uh, with me and find out more about, you know, getting on television and radio at SharonMorton.com or being a member of Black Door Society with me and Rochelle Marie at BlackDoorSociety.org. Yes. Or <laughs> if you want, need a good voiceover, some voiceover. Yes. So you got three avenues that you connect. I suggest you do it quickly. Um, <laughs> all right, Sharon, thank you so much for yes, being a guest on the Book of the Show. It. it is so good to have you. Next time we're going to get you with your crown on. Thank you, um, yes. You know, <laughs> but that's you. okay. You were, you were not warned, and I just did it spontaneously, to be honest. So yeah. Um, but thank you so much. And I want to mm. thank the listeners. Thank you for paying attention and listening and really embracing um, us tonight with Sharon sharing nuggets of gold about broadcast journalism, her journey, and Black Door Society, which I bet you guys didn't think even had we had something like that. And please, the, the links will be on the website. And uh, reach out to Sharon if you have any curiosity about any of the things we shared and talked about tonight. I want to thank the sponsors, Blissful Living for You at Blissful Living the number four, the letter U.com, as well as All Day Cable Incorporated at alldaycableinc.com. And you all, until next time, I'm wishing you peace to your mind, wellness to your body, tranquility to your spirit. And this is Rochelle Marie Lawson saying goodbye for now.
Thank you for joining Rochelle Marie Lawson on Blissful Living. To contact Rochelle Marie and to find out more about Blissful Living, click on Blissful Living for You link right here on the Blissful Living Network. Catch all the Blissful Living episodes on demand and available for download 24-7 on blissfullivingforyou.com. Until next week, may your life be filled with peace, wellness, abundance, and prosperity.